You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's the last chance for you, last chance for me, it's the last chance for you, last chance for me, it's the last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, What up, what up, another Slapdick Podcast coming at you, episode number 30, Dirty 30, it's gone by in a, uh, Snap of a finger, it seemed like. Dirty 30. Remember we had a cat we played with? Hell yeah. Dirty 30? Yeah, he was 30 years old. We were all 19, 20. Yeah. He was 30. War number 30. War 30. He was horrible. (laughs) God damn. He was the homie, though, on the the team. (laughs) He could get everybody to drink and... Uh, in the club, and he he's already full time job. This motherfucker got a couple degrees, <laughs> at least street pharmaceutical degrees. Damn. But uh, quote of the day: Ask yourself if what you're doing today is getting you closer to where you want to be tomorrow. That's the quote of the day. Uh, a lot of true shit to that. Ask yourself if you're if what you're doing today is getting you closer to where you want to be. Um, tomorrow or the next day or whatever. Um, yep, I'm drinking these protein shakes. Yep, free trying not eating, to, so free eat, drinking a protein shake from Starbucks, not eating. So I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> Juice it up. Uh, I got Stogie. If everyone saw my social media, Stogie ate a rib bone, and uh, it did not pass. The motherfucker was hanging out his uh rectum. I saw it. He was whimpering. I noticed something. I'm in my office. I'm hearing something. I come out. He's struggling, crying. A little bit of whimper, at least. He's not really crying. He's running around crazy. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I try to grab it, not yank it or nothing, but I decided to see what it was. He wasn't having it. He was in a, he was in fucking defense mode. So I was basically had to, I was yelling at his ass, like, calm down. He finally realized I was helping him. So then he's, I'm sitting there. I'm like, fuck. So I, I wait a few minutes, see if it passed. No go. So, in the meantime, Callie is covered in shit because apparently she's <laughs> trying to help him and, and he's just rubbing his ass in her face. She's got shit everywhere. I'm like, God damn. So, I had wow. to get him out the house. Then, uh, so I rushed him to a doc. No fucking vets were open or at least wouldn't see him. So, this is how the vets work. Another sham, another fucking shady ass governmental operation, man. The veterinarian, there's no emergency. Even though it says, oh, emergency vet. They're like, well, $800 deposit to get seen right now. But if you don't get a deposit, if you don't put a deposit, you just sit in line and wait. And uh, we'll probably see you around 5 tonight. This was at fucking 8.30 in the morning. I said, so my dog will probably die by then. Right. You fuck stick. (laughs) So I cuss her ass out, hang up. Go. So I said, fuck it, I'm going to be the hustler that I am. I'm just grabbing this motherfucker. I'm going to walk into a place. I drive about 10 minutes away to a place. I'm holding this fucking 100-pound fucker. Mm. I walk in. There's a regular dude and the kid talking to the to the lady at the desk. That she he don't even have a dog. So I'm like, might been in his pocket. You know, someone got the little yeah, ass dog. Yeah, I had a pocket dog. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, excuse me, is this fucking emergency room or what? <laughs> oh man, I was so hot. Excuse you know, me, Miss Lady know. Bitch. Yeah, Miss Lady Bitch. Excuse me. <laughs> I didn't know. You know, I don't know his situation. So I'm covered in shit. Mm-hmm. I'm holding this motherfucker, and I'm. I, I was hoping by me going in there acting a fool, they would have saw him. They saw him, and they mm. grabbed him. Dog, they grabbed. They, they had me walking back, and the doctor saw, and he's like, "Yep, it's a bone." God damn! I go, thanks, fucking Captain Obvious. I just, I'm not <laughs> fucking a math major, but I think I realized that the fucker had a bone sticking out of his asshole. God so damn, then, what kind of bone? Man, it's big was rib it a, bone too, dog. His whole ass was fucked up, bleeding. Beef, beef rib. I, or, uh, I think if, so. If it was baby back or, yeah. or St. Louis, he might be all right. Yeah, but, but beef big, ribs. Yeah, it's a big fucked. beef rib. Yeah. Yeah. So usually dogs pass rib bones. Chicken bones are no go, but rib. so I don't get the logic of that. I don't know. The motherfucker got in the trash. I think got me a got a bone from me. But anyway, the cat. Uh, so I say, so we're gonna have to. You know, he's going crazy. Not mm-hmm. really, but, you know, he's just, like, in pain. So they gave him a shot, calmed him down, and they put him to sleep, sedated him. 
And then they called me back. I got say like, well, nothing you could do, we would pull it out. So they said it was pretty rather easy. Pulled it out, checked X-ray. So by the time you see them, X-ray, medication, mm. fucking this, this, and this, you're at $600 before the motherfucker even pulls out the damn bone. God damn. I'm just like, you scam artist. Did you keep, you keep the bone? Nah, I didn't keep the bone. Should have kept that shit. Yeah, should have. Made a necklace or something out of it? Or something. You know how you dog lovers do. Yeah. Shit bone. <laughs> Shit. So Stogie's a little groggy for everybody out there. I appreciate all the concern and uh, all the feedback you guys sent to social media. Stogie has his own following, by the way, bigger than mine, I'm sure. Uh, but he's all right. He's just he's so Stogie's probably slap dick of the week. <laughs> so you did all this. <sighs> you know my dumbass. I was waiting for the motherfucker to pass it, or I was gonna pull it out. I was like, eh, I don't want to be the victim. I don't want to be the person that fucked my dog up. So, well, you know, 20, 22, 23 years ago, uh, it would have been a different outcome, I think. Uh, he, he what what, <laughs> he what the outcome would have been? He would have shit it out. Nah, we, we would have, you know, back in the day, motherfucker, we'd be done with him. We're not, motherfucker, Hookats is not going to the vet to pay fucking 800. Uh, you I, know what I'm saying? I, we, yeah. wouldn't, we never did. Yeah. I would have never yeah. done Yeah, it's, it's so. And you know, it's some grown man, white man yeah, shit yeah, right yeah, here because yeah, we. Yeah, I did. ain't paying for no motherfucking dog. And, dog. And, and Spree, you know, ignorance is life threatening. He don't realize Stogie's like a fucking almost an iconic figure. Oh, fuck. Me, I walk into the thing, I, I force him too. So. I don't take him to the vet. Stogie dies. Now, guess what? I'm in jail. I go to jail because I love him. And fucking, you killed Stogie. Oh, fuck. That's all I need. <laughs> so, sometimes Free says really dumb shit, fellas. No, it's, it's real shit. He don't want to admit it. It's real shit. So, I, everybody, so you know, I walk this cat in. I'm holding him in my arms. And I'm like, by the way, uh, doctor, no pressure, but this motherfucker's world famous. Uh, might get your uh, veterinarian... Uh, <laughs> uh, credit card uh, uh, sold some more. You might get a little more business here if you uh, understand that. Wow. He's just looking at me. The two girls knew who we were right. at the front. They're younger. Yeah, she's like, "Oh my god, that's Stogie." And we were just talking. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I said, "I'll oh, tell your boss this motherfucker is. Uh, don't fuck it up." <laughs> Coach Brown just stuck a fucking rib bone in Stogie's ass. Yeah, or well, the other way around, but. <laughs> He fucking yeah. stuck it in my ass because I got <laughs> yeah. the bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. Uh, wasn't expecting to pay that money. So if you guys want to start me a GoFundMe or some crazy shit that these fucks do all the time, yeah. go fu- go fund me for my birthday. Get the fuck out of here, man! Just go fund me shit. You go weak ass motherfucker. Go get a job. <laughs> um, have you guys heard of this first take your take show on ESPN? It's hosted by this guy named Jason Fitz. Oh, man, that's it. Man, it has to be the worst fucking show I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know how ESPN has came up with this show, how they are allowing this fucker to go on there. Number one, he looks high as a motherfucker. I don't know who he is. He's a white dude. He sits there. I'm like, what the fuck? It's a horrible ass show. It's called First Take Your Take. Basically, the whole show is him showing replays of what Stephen A. and Max Kellerman talked about on the earlier real first in the mo- morning <laughs> on the real first take or get up or whatever. He's just showing replays of shit that they were talking about. Right. So this motherfucker's dialogue is, so the Houston Astros are get pitchers are getting hit. <laughs> Let's watch Stephen A. and Max talk about it. It, talk, it goes, and they show Stephen A. and Max talking for fucking eight minutes. Then it comes back to this guy. So, <laughs> my take on Spike Lee and the Knicks, let's hear what Stephen A has to say about it. And they go to the video of them in the morning. Then the motherfucker comes back and says, well, I think Spike Lee deserves most of the fucking blame here. And I'm like, let me shut this fucking weird fuck off, man. This is the dumbest show, I think, possibly in American sports history on television. So ESPN, you guys are fucking re- dumb. They trying to fill gaps. They trying to just create shit to fill. I'm saying though. Yeah, I don't want. There's no better show than that. I could just rewind first take again. T- that's what it was Record though. Recorded. Yeah. Take, take that show off. That's just fucking it. dumb. The, 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 the guy Jason Fitz is a fucking slapdick too. By the way, he's fucking horrible. I, I don't know who the fuck hired this guy, but you're telling me that you might as well hire me. You're telling me that my, yeah. my ratings will be higher than that guy. Um. So, you know, Stogie's sitting here uh, laying on our feet right now as we talk. And a uh, little groggy still, but, you know, I think it'll take a few days. I think his, his asshole's probably 
in a little pain. So we'll see how it uh, mm. how it unfolds here. Um, hot topics of the day, man. You know, there's a lot of rumors out there, and and I know uh, my buddy Pat McAfee mentioned it about a month ago. Tom Brady to the 49ers is now all of a sudden a big time discussion today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's from there, from the Bay Area. Um, you know, it it fits. Obviously, they got a defense, they got receivers that I don't think were very util- very well utilized because the, I don't think Jimmy G is that guy. I think he's a manager of the game. I don't. They threw the ball eight times um, mm. against the Packers because the running back ran for like two hundred something yards, and you can tell as a play caller myself, you could tell he was trying to call that game very very cautiously for Jimmy G, and that obviously proved uh, truthful in the Super Bowl. Up ten points, people argue if Tom Brady's in that game, does the Niners win? Obviously, yeah. The same coach was up 28 in the Super Bowl a few years ago and lost to Tom Brady in the Atlanta Falcons, New England Patriots Super Bowl. So you can argue that uh, you can argue that uh, the fucking Niners need to win a Super Bowl so that they take the one-year gamble and try to get Tom, bring him back home, make it a great story. Uh, and then Jimmy G, does he go to the Patriots and they do a swap? Because remember, Jimmy G was Brady's backup in New England, so is it just a swap? Oh, yeah. And that's possible too. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. That'd you know, be a good move for. I mean, if you're trying to just roll the dice and, and go yeah. for that one year and you're trying yeah. to win it, since you're yeah. already right there, shit. Yeah. Wow. Uh, shout out to all to Nashville. Obviously, they uh they had a, a couple three four tornadoes come through there uh, three in the morning the other day. Uh, I immediately text a couple people I know there. Uh, Eddie George included. Uh, they're all okay, but it's uh. It's sad situation. I know how those tornadoes are being in Kansas and, and seeing the devastation that it recauses. But downtown Nashville was, you know, there's it's, a, it's the largest growing, fastest growing city in the country. Um, you know, they say there's a person moving in there like every 10 minutes or some shit crazy. So, uh, you Not know. more. All yeah. that stops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ironic part of that is one of the places me and Spree were at on one of the 10 roofs um well tin roof on the broadway a tin roof yeah. It, it, yeah. it must have been a tin roof because that motherfucker got scooped out of there yeah so uh Real shout out shit. to tin roof hopefully you guys are back healthy and, and everything's all right i got in contact with old boy uh oh, mixer yeah? up there alec or alex he said you know They're cool he was yeah they were straight you know over there but it was how many deaths it was like 20 yeah. some deaths it's a few now yeah, there was a couple, couple smoke, a couple tornadoes went through there, so it's, it was a bad situation. Um, so hopefully everybody's safe. Uh, Spike Lee, man, I don't know. First is Charles Oakley with the Knicks, uh, iconic figure, coaching in the Big Three now, obviously. Um, and then you got well, Spike Lee now. Like, what's going on with the Knicks? I mean. Yeah, saw the man, video. That's... Spike Lee came on first take with Stephen A. He's telling the story. He's saying he won't go to no more games this year. Uh, Oakley comes out and says, today, you know, the Knicks got problems. Uh, they need to fix this shit. Obviously, everybody wants doling out the owner. Yeah, when, when you're worrying about your best fans and, and former people and, and, and your, your team is shitty as fuck, something's wrong. You're thinking yeah. about the wrong shit here, dude. Something... Uh, it's. Your focus is somewhere yeah. it ain't supposed to be. Yeah, you got fans telling <laughs> on, them, cussing man. the motherfucker out. You know I, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm not worrying about it. I don't know dude. why people don't just say, fuck it, we'll go over to Brooklyn. Yeah, for real. I don't they're know. The team, they're, they're an ace beat seed in the East. As black folks, don't support that shit. These motherfucking owners, dog. Get, fuck him. Uh, Spike Lee, don't spend your motherfucking black dollars with his ass no more. He spent over $10 million dollars, so over, dog, over on, on his seat. 28, 30 years. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, though. We only talk about Spike Lee and Charles Oakley because they're iconic figures. Mm-hmm. They've, they're Knicks supporters, obviously. There's other uh, New York Knicks, you know, Denzel Washington, and a couple other people. What about all the right? So that front row goes around the whole thing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other cats that spend 300 grand too. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey. Nobody talks about them cats though. <laughs> like, why not? Them motherfuckers getting treated shitty too. I'm saying for the product on the court and for right. having to deal with, you know, Spike Lee gets it because he's Spike Lee. But so, there's other cats, general cats around there that's got, got also money. got some money. Yeah, yeah. It ain't no and black cats, though. Yeah, I don't know who it is. <laughs> but they're spending money. And they got money, and they're spending it. And the fucking Knicks is just, 
it's a, it's a shame, man. Yeah. It's a debacle. Get his um, ass out of there. Yeah, I don't, it's, I don't know how they, so they get the. Yeah, they got know. rid of Donald Sterling with the Clippers when he did yeah, the racist yeah, shit. Did his shit. You could argue this is almost racist. I yeah. mean, they're saying don't come through this door. Shit, where we at? Harriet Tubman and fucking yeah. the back of the bus and shit. Spike been doing that shit for twenty eight years. He said. 28 years through that door through that door and, and whatever yeah. the routine is i don't know spike lee i don't know him i know people that know him saying they never said he, he was known as a liar or a bullshitter so i don't know you know uh he's taking his kids there for 28 years he's got a kid i know he's got some daughters and sons that's 24 25 mm. they've been there their whole life so i, I mean shit i don't know uh yeah just as an owner you got to do better dog with the people that love your franchise i mean and then the cold part is they started a new regime today you know they got the big time agent they used to be lebron's agent chris paul had all the big names mm. he's now the gm there and he they just hired him he started today and it's a new regime he tweeted out some shit about stay with us let's get this going right. and then the spike lee thing happened Boom. like now your shit's back in default like dog you guys are fucked up man it's a shit but it starts at the top yeah i, I hate when owners are in the mix of, of shit unless you're like bomber you know what i'm saying unless you really yeah. enjoy the game yeah and, and, you know what i'm saying I, I like that but if you just one of them cats you own it and you feel yeah. you know that power that that slave mentality power i hate that shit dog take a team and go fuck off yeah they're 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 fucked and they own the forum Oh yeah, where bombers trying to buy? Well, we yeah, we need that bomber. We're gonna get that anyway. So, so I don't know. So that'll be ours pretty soon. But you know, this cat Dolan got cheese. I mean, big money. Oh yeah, uh, the Knicks worth five billion dollars right now on trading stock. So I mean, the cheese with money don't change that fucking attitude or who you nah, are. I don't know. Um, Lakers smoked a an injured seventy sixer team. Um, same team the Clippers went to overtime with. Clippers came back and beat down the Thunder in Oklahoma City. Um, good win on the road because Oklahoma City, I think, had won six in a row or seven out of nine or something. So mm, yeah, Chris Paul got them rolling. Clippers got the Thunder, but I think it just shows it showed me something even more compelling than a lot of people talk about. To me, the Clippers showed how inconsistent they are. Uh, you know, Lakers have had several nine win out of 10 this year they've had like four of those runs they've won nine out of 10 or they've won 10 in a row or they've only lost two in a row once when they lost three games um yeah but they clippers they, are showing valid points of inconsistency and i think that's because of all the roster movement yeah of course. and i think it's hurting them though because i yeah. think lakers haven't made one move besides markeith morris and but, but what you see is what you see that's clippers it. have one more one more move still. They got a, a roster spot open. So we're going to see what they do with that. Uh, Lakers got rid of, uh, who is it, Daniels or something? So I don't know what they're going to do. They, 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 rumor is they worked out Deion Waiters and uh, J.R. Smith. Um, wow. I don't either. I don't see either one of them helping. Now, I know what they're doing. They're trying to get another shooter. Uh, but Just for some extra backup. Mm-hmm. So Most I the mean, starters leave the and floor. And both of them cats are kind of nasty. So maybe you're trying to get another like a Beverly mm. mentality, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which it could bat that, you know. Dogs. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh Clippers are well, we hit when we healthy though, we nine or ten and oh or something like that, dog. Yeah, we'll see. So is it you know what I'm saying? What do you mean? Once everybody's on the floor, if it's you know, everybody's on the floor, Kawhi, yeah. Paul. Well, Paul once everybody's there, we undefeated, dog. They've only I mean, played together like thirteen times. I mean, but I'm saying twenty six times, but they they uh they struggle. It's like, just ridiculous when when we do all together though. Yeah, well, but, that's the problem, though. Yeah. There's not. A, I mean, we was no moving excuses. pieces. There's no excuses now. Yeah. Shit. And just don't fall to fourth. Let's keep our second spot, third spot. Let's step in that mix. Shit, they're behind Denver. I know. That's what and I'm borderline, saying. Borderline behind Utah. Shit. You can't drop that low. Uh-huh. We want to see the Lakers. I just want to see the Lakers for the championship. They play this Sunday, though. Uh, Lakers oh, yeah. have had a pretty daunting run. I mean, you know, the, the Sixers game, I, it wasn't what we thought because they didn't have Simmons or Embiid. Um, but they got Milwaukee this weekend mm. and the Clippers. So oh, the yeah. Lakers got, you know, they've already had Boston without Kemba, but they still had Boston. They won. Got some L's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that. We'll see. But to me, the Lakers need to win to show me they're the elite team. They need to beat Milwaukee and the Clippers, in my opinion. Not, yeah, they can't it, do it, what it, we not do. Gonna, it's not going to break and make the season, but no. I still think they haven't beat a, a big-time Eastern team yet. Mm. You know, they beat Boston and Sixers. Both had injuries. Um they lost to both of those teams at home, at their home. It's more pressure for the Lakers to me. Is uh, 
Lakers I, just I got more pressure. I don't though. think it's well. It's Clippers pressure. ain't wants it. You it, know what I'm saying? It's unwanted. It's unwarranted pressure though, because the Lakers have always been the best. They're the best franchise in basketball. Now you got the best player in the world. So what? But what I'm the, saying is the Clippers, the pressures. Clippers pressure is because they've never been there. Yeah. So like you know, it's a normal win. Like the Lakers don't need to beat the Clippers right in the regular season. That's what people. But don't they got to they got to win the championship. Yeah. The Lakers don't win. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. terrible. But no people are what. counting this regular season games. Nah, like, dog, that, that, don't, mean that shit. don't mean shit. Clippers coming off back to the Lakers coming off a of back to back one time, and Kawhi did a load management. Mm-hmm. Then the second time Kawhi did a load management, they played again. So Clippers have beat the Lakers two times. Late in the fourth quarter, both tight games, mm-hmm. um, off, off load management and Lakers playing a back to back. So I mean, but it's good games just to pull your dick out, see who's yeah, big, yeah. bigger. Or what for and now. this is a remake game, you know ain't I mean? it? Ain't this the remake from Kobe? from the Kobe shit? Yeah. So I don't know. Now there's Luka Doncic and there's Zion Williamson. Okay, there's Luka's twenty one and Zion's nineteen. Damn. So combined, they're forty years old. Wow. Um, <laughs> I don't know who you are taking, but the question could, there's a question going out there that I had a fan ask me, like, Coach, I know you're not an NBA guy, but I know you know sports. Who would you take uh, right now to build, to start your franchise? So I know Spree's going to take Zion because he don't get, he don't look at the whole picture. But nah, I don't even like Zion like that. Not now. Well, I mean, right now there's 21 and 19. You got to pick somebody for the next 10 years. Who are you taking right now? If I, uh, if you're if you get to pick one or the other right now, you own a team. Who you take? Take Luca, dog. I mean, just not because that's the style of Zion is. You're not always gonna beast. You know what I'm saying? Can you grow into a little shooter? Can you grow into other shit? Well, the, oh, boy's already yeah. he, he already show you what he is. And he but I don't see Zion has to grow into other things because oh, the way yeah. he plays now, that shit don't sustain. And he's 19. Yeah. So, so I'm uh, saying I'm saying the good thing is he's 19. Yeah. And Think he, about this. Five years from now, he'll be a veteran in the league. He's going to be 24 years old. Right. Think about that. 24 years he's old. He's going to be beast mode. And he's a veteran. Yeah. I'm just saying. like. But you got to get the right pieces to go around him. Luca, I, I'm saying that. I don't well, think- Luca's a ball control. He controls the ball. Mm-hmm. So he controls his fate. He's the last guy with the rock. The Zion's not. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Zion has to get the ball. Now, in four years, Will I he... still argue Zion can create space and create place for other people because of his uh, Shaq-like uh, dominance in the paint. You know what I'm saying? I How think tall is that motherfucker? He's only six, six, seven? Seven, six, eight. But he's 280 and a freak, you know. Only. We say only and yeah, shit like yeah. this. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I I think Zion, obviously, is the best athlete, right? Okay, yeah. Zion's yeah. the best shooter. Better shooter, obviously he's the best passer. He's only he what is he second in, behind LeBron and assist. Mm. So he's controlling the game and making others better. Zion not is not at that stage of making people better, but people are judging this cat off of he's played fifteen games. Yeah, no. Let him play fifty games. Like right. let this cat play a little bit. I, I he he's he's not in shape at all. If you watch the game last night, mm. he's getting beat on the dribble because he's just it looks tired. He just, he and I, we know how that is as a player. Yeah. He looks tired. He you know fatigue will make cowards of us all. Man. So he's getting beat on the dribble and uh, I used to be tired. We used to throw the picks. We go out there and you know what I'm saying yeah, do good on I defense. Never, I never and you throw a pick right away. And we right back on the field. Be yeah, hot yeah, to the motherfucker. And you just tired gave up a 13 minute drive. So. <laughs> That's why I had to try to get it back real quick and force something because our shit was horrible on defense. So I don't know. I just think uh, I don't know, man. Doncic to me, I think is going to drown out soon. Think so? I think so, man. He's not the athlete. NBA is becoming an athlete, an athletically freakish league. Doncic has to. If you see him, he he slows the game down because mm. he has to. He can't run and gun like Zion and them. You know what I mean? He right, has to right. slow it down because he'll get deed up in the face. He's got to shoot early because he's got a stroke. He can shoot early, right? Then he controls the game by passing the ball. Mm. He's great at that. So he's close to LeBron as far as at the same age, what he can do, but he's just not that athlete. He ain't mm. taking the ball to the rack and dunking on you. And, and I don't know. The Greek freak kind of got shut down by Miami Heat the other night. And you kind of people are talking. Miami's beat them twice with more of a West Coast defensive um, they doubling. mindset. No, they kind of make a wall at the paint and make this cat. He can't shoot. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. You know, 
Harden was saying. Like, this motherfucker just drives the lane seven okay. foot and he yeah. can jump out the gym, so he's dunking on everybody. I'll keep his ass away. He can't away. shoot. If you watch his shot, he looks like LeVar Ball's fucking three. <laughs> he's got a shitty looking jumper, right? So, like, but you mind you, he's a seven footer, though. But he ain't Dirk Nowitzki. He's not Doncic. He's not uh, even Porzingis, for that matter. He, at least those guys have touch and they've got a soft, gentle. When it hits the rim, that ball has a shot to go in. His don't. Right. But he's a Greek freak, obviously, because he's a freak of nature. But at the same time, Kawhi proved that he can be shut down in a big-time game, in a big-time situation. Um, I still don't see Milwaukee winning it. Uh, I don't even think they get out the East. Mm. Um, if they do, I think there's four teams that can beat them in the West. Because of the defensive length that the Lakers possess, the strappiness that the Clippers possess, which already beat them basically with Kawhi. Uh, but remember, Danny Green was on that team with Kawhi and knows how to beat him as well. Oh, yeah. So you got some other things in play. Uh, I think, you know, people were talking, I was listening to Matt Barnes' show. People talk about this small ball with Houston, oh, how yeah. it's inventive and shit. It's innovative. It's not innovative. That's the same shit. shit I see Matt Barnes. Listen to Matt Barnes. I feel like texting him like, dog, listen, I saw your shit and I agree with you 100%. That's, uh, you know, a good friend of mine, a family friend of mine played on Don Nelson's Golden State Warriors teams when they were doing this. And he was the guy bringing the ball up the court at Mm. the center spot. And his name was Tom Tolbert. Went to Artesia High with my brothers. October. <laughs> yeah, so Tom Tolbert played in the NBA for about fucking 15 oh, years because he was a 6'8 cat that could shoot it. And by the way, they beat San Antonio as the eighth seed one year when that, they had the Admiral David Robinson. Mm-hmm. I think Duncan was a rookie. And it was uh, TMC. It was Tim Hardaway, uh, Chris Mullen, and, and those guys. They yeah, yeah. So Tom Tolbert was on that team. Tom Tolbert brought the ball up the court the whole game in that series. And they beat San Antonio because, remember, there was no zone defense in the NBA. Right, right, yeah. So fucking David Robinson is the center. Damn. Tom Tolbert's the center, but he's 6'8". So he could. So he, could so he pulled your seven-footer out the out the fucking paint, and you can't play zone like you can now, which right. I hate. I, I think NBA should be a man defensive. It's the best players in America. Man up, dog. And really? I think. I don't think you should play zone. I mean, I don't I'm know. I'm saying everything's beatable. You know the zone could be beaten. But I'm just saying. It's I, a strategy for I, me. I think to me it makes it, makes it like it, it's created what it has created, which NBA is now softer than it's ever been. <laughs> so, I mean, think about it. When it was man up in your face, yeah. Dennis Rodman and Bill Lambeer and the Mahorns and, mono and, and, mono. and Mikel and the, and, the, and the birds and when DJ John, cats were scrapping. You get to learn then. learn your cats, yeah. your defender. You get to learn motherfuckers and expose their weaknesses and switch. shit. You yeah. got to call switches. You got to communicate. Man. Now we just jump in the zone. Nobody got to talk shit. Damn. You don't got to right. talk. You're... I mean, shit. Remember Gary, the glove in your face? Hell yeah. Gary Payton, you know, uh, playing man, hands on the ground, talking shit. I mean, that's what it was about. But Yeah, that good shit, that good scrappy <sighs> shit. Nowadays, it's, you drop in the 3-2 zone and fucking play college, high school shit. You know, I don't know. Um, man, I got a topic. Greener pastures, man, I'm, I'm, is, my, uh, is my topic here. I think the greener, people think the grass is greener on the other side. So I got a tweet and a couple of people started talking about me and you were on the last show. We're talking about kids transferring mm-hmm. and going to different schools and all this. So clear everything up every out there, everybody. I was talking about high school transfers, kids in high school transfer from one school to another. I wasn't necessarily talking about college and the transfer portal, which is I think devastating college football right now, but we'll get to that. I'm talking about high school kids going to, different high schools um Malik Henry for instance went to four high schools in four years wow there's not he's not the only kid like that and that's happening more and more and more especially in California especially in these warmer states that have more seven on seven um access and are doing this travel AAU basically what AAU basketball is now it's football Mm. and that's what it is they're traveling to play football seven on seven they're not getting coached at all it's a bunch of fucking street agents <coughs> basically coaching up a kid and telling them some bad shit, really. <laughs> and just get the ball out quick, and we're playing the best guy. We're going to just get the ball. Seven on seven, like it's flag football. Does that hurt you, though? I mean, I, I think seven on seven never Plus really. Way, I, I haven't known 
and people can we can argue about it. You can call me and we can talk. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll start having a call line soon here before you guys, so you know, in the next few weeks. But I haven't talked to one coach, and I remember I deal with more college coaches than anybody in the country for a long time. Not one of those coaches have ever told me they signed a kid off a seven on seven game, yeah, or the film, or the fucking watching them at the game, right. They want to go out. They'll go out there and see him, or just watch him, because you can see a skill set. Yeah, you see a little speed. You or ain't whatever. signing them off of that. No. So these seven on seven guys thinking that they're really doing something by getting these kids, I think it's the worst thing. I used it was good work for what it was used for when we were growing up, because mm-hmm. seven on seven just really started. Well, you get your you get your zone reads and get I mean, different things saying, going on. Now yeah. that's not even what discussing no more, wow. dog. Cats ain't talking about getting bet doing that. Right, right. That's what right. it was when we played seven on. Nowadays, dog, it's a fucking oh, it's a wow, mockery. It's, it is a fucking travel league. Cats are stealing cats from from your seven on to go to another seven on then. He may be the guy at the high school at the other high school. Now the kids transferring to your high school later on. Wow! Oh, it's a, it's a it's become a global fucking it's a become a business man. But uh, I don't know. I think it's weak minded, no tough skin. It all started it to my in my opinion. This so let me clear it up before I go on. The guy asked, "Why aren't you saying the same thing about the coaches that leave after one year and go to another school to coach? Why are you just talking shit about the kids? Because you know." Coaches have been doing that shit for years, right? We, we talking high school or college? Everything. Coaches, They're talking right? college, but we were talking high school transfers, right. but now we're going to get to the college shit. Mm. So now kids are transferring out with this transfer portal. They're transferring out of colleges now, right? But Mel Tucker leaves Colorado the other day, for instance, goes to Michigan State for more money, right in the middle of spring ball after signing period. Right. And, and this gentleman on Twitter was like, hey, coach, why aren't you bringing up the fact that these coaches have been doing that for years? And and then what's stopping them, and why aren't we talking bad about them? And I'm not talking bad about anyone. All I'm saying is, there was this wasn't a big thing 20 years ago. Like coaches would leave, but they weren't doing it at this rate. Um, I think there was a little tougher skin involved. I think there was more of a uh, there was more of pride involved that they wanted to set their legacy create a foundation and and create a legacy for themselves at that particular school mm-hmm. like i always love being underdog i love being I, i've only taken over shitty programs i've never had a, i've never taken over a fucking yeah. modern day or poly it's or, a joy to building I, something yeah, you know I, know yeah. I mean? doing something someone else said you could not right. do and that's what i always wanted to do and uh i think it all started man 15 20 years ago they started this thing at the division one level called coaching waiting and the coaching waiting was the D coordinator, like James Franklin was OC at Maryland. Ralph Friedgen was the head coach. About five years prior to him retiring, they were already saying, well, we're gonna, we've named James Franklin the coach in waiting. Mm-hmm. Meaning he was going to take the job when Ralph Friedgen retired. Right. And he wasn't even close to retiring yet, though. Five mm-hmm. years away. So what did that do to me? In my opinion, it pissed off. Uh, thousands of other qualified assistants, yeah, right, not right. only on their staff, but in the country or maybe Maryland alum or you got to think about it. People aren't opening the big box picture here. So you just filtered out a gang of fucking great candidates. And I think people started saying, well, fuck you then, administration, presidents, right. ADs. You want to do that shit? Then there's no loyalty at all. We're going to bounce. And I'll transfer, and I'm going to start bouncing once I do sign with your school. Mm. And I'll fucking leave you in a year. Because I know that there's no loyalty in this business. And I just think that the coaching waiting kind of started the ball rolling. And it, it kind of opened Pandora's box. I think it now you don't hear that no more. You don't hear the coaching waiting shit no more. Mm. Um, but it's probably it's still because, happening. But yeah, it's, but it's, 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 it's because everyone's leaving for more money. You know, Arkansas throw more money at you, you're out of here. Alabama throw more money at you, fuck you're out of here. Because LSU would have probably made a rand of the D coordinator, the coach in waiting if this was 10 years ago. Mm. But instead, what? He just took the Baylor head job right after winning a national championship. So there's no more guarantees anymore because so many, it's such a big money business and people are throwing big money at you. And are you going to really wait five years? And, and, you know, who knows? Do I trust the head coach not to get fired in between that time? Mm. And, you know, or for some scandal and we all go, even though I'm the coach in waiting, we all got to go because there's a scandal. I mean, there's so many things weighing in on it. I just think the fucking coach in waiting kind of set the tone and the trendsetter 
just as uh, the, the transfer portal is now. I think the transfer portal has allowed fucking these cats to get away with whatever they want, transfer out, fucking whether they sit or not, they can appeal the sit-out process. They transfer because they didn't like the coach or they didn't like the situation. And you got these coaches who Mel Tucker just put a system in place in a year, had a signing class, leaves there. They sign a new coach. Carl Durrell gets the job at Colorado. Fires three coaches in fucking basically March, right? Yeah. Now you got to hire new coaches. So they went and did, they plucked some coaches away from some other schools right in the middle of spring ball or right in the beginning of spring ball. It's all fucked up. It's just all bad for everybody, right? So now you got Shouldn't you no be, loyalty, right? Obviously. I, so, I mean, I don't believe in that changing the coach right away if you don't even know him and shit yet. You should be. You should have to keep a staff, dog. I think. You know what I'm saying? That's already in place. You got to run it for at least a year before yeah. you can tell me he's worth firing or getting rid of or whatever. But you can't do it now because the head coach is possibly getting to get fired next year if they don't win. So he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna win or lose with my guys." So you know what I'm saying? See, that's that's the go far. Carl Durrell ain't guaranteed no fucking job. So right. he's like, fuck, I got to win with my guys or lose with my guys. At least I know my guys. I don't know Damn. these guys. I'm not going to. They might backstab me. That's just some <laughs> cold business, dog. It's a cold business. But uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy. The whole shit's fucked up. I think the transfer portal for kids has created a horrible fucking landscape. I think it's making junior college football. I think junior college football is going to get worse because of the transfer portal. Because it's in... Where I would get a kid to leave Alabama transferring out, I would go snatch him up and play for me in JUCO, right? Mm-hmm. Now he's transferred Portland to Washington State and sit out a year. So now the recruiting in JUCO has become even harder because now you got to get a kid to believe that, come with me, get re-recruited, go back D1, mm. where he can just go tr- straight to another D1 and sit out or get an appeal. So like, yeah. I think JUCO is going to start struggling and become what it once was, which is... So non-qualifying high school kids, you know. That's okay. what JUCO will become again soon if this transfer portal thing keeps eating away. Um, so I don't know. I think coaches got spiteful, though, with the whole coaching waiting thing, and I think it became um, – it just became a bad deal. And I think, you know, coaches now are like, fuck you. Fuck you. I'm not mm. not being loyal to you. So you're not loyal to me. I mean, you don't, you say you give me three years, but really we get two. Um, you got coaches that take over. So Carl Durrell takes over the Colorado job, right, in March. All it's right. new coaches. Now, the quarterback, the offensive coordinator, the offensive scheme now is going through another offensive scheme, right? They got to mm-hmm. learn some new shit. Even though Cheverini was there, most of the language will be there because they kept one of the retaining coaches, right, returning coaches, who was the interim coach there last few weeks. But most cases, it's a whole new coordinator and a whole new thing. Now you got this quarterback and this player is now having to learn a whole new system. And it's just, it's all fucked up. I just think it's become more about business and money than it is the kids and the, the actual product on the field. College used to be, I don't know, like a very intimate setting. Used to be fucking genuine. Now it's a fucking, it's just a meat market. And unfortunately, the kids are the pieces of meat in that meat market. Uh, I think this is another topic. I think this is going to, I don't know what you think about this, but... I believe if the XFL can stay its ground, it can turn into being Division One football because I think Division One football in the NCAA and college based basketball is slowly deteriorating because of the shit like what Memphis did with Wiseman or the NCAA did with Wiseman um, when they suspended the kid and what they did with the Chase kid last year at Ohio State, suspending him, right? Right. For the bowl game and the Rose Bowl because he bought his girl a ticket. And Memphis <laughs> yeah. Memphis suspends Penny Hardaway's best player, possibly the best player in college basketball this year at Memphis for the year. So he declares it in the NBA, right? Yeah, they like, fuck this college shit. XFL lowers the age requirement. Mm-hmm. What's going to stop Juco kids just straight going to XFL, fuck college, because of all the shit that's going on, right? Right. And the money and the situation, and you want to do this and this. We'll just go to XFL, make some money. Basketball like kids will just go to Europe, like the the, the balls yeah. and you know the mellow balls and them of the world, right? And nope. just go to the NBA after a year. So, like, what's going to stop 
How's the NCAA? NCAA is in treading, treading, treading water, wow. man. I think they're gonna, they better tread lightly here because I'm just saying, I see a bigger picture. I see XFL possibly turning this thing into grabbing kids right out of JUCO. Damn. If they lower their deal, right? And I think Division One football what will is get, that? What will is get that? watered down. I think Division One football will be watered down in, in essentially because of the fact that nobody wants to deal with this bullshit. Like, why should the kids deal with the shit? If they're, if they're, they're be told this, and then they're not getting that, and then the coach is leaving them, and they're just going to bounce. Yeah. And, I mean, so if you get, you can leave, so pretty much you go to XFL, get your year or two in, and, no. get, and you get drafted to the league. But I'm saying you get if paid. You're that good. You get paid right out the gate. Yeah, fuck I, the, I know. Well, fuck into that way. I'm going to go get paid at the XFL. Yeah. Get working hands-on experience. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. still got a shot to go to the NFL. If, Until, if you, yeah. yeah. Still can go to the NFL. There's a safety in the XFL right now. Still going to be in the, in the April draft for the NFL. Damn, see? So, because he played two years already in college. And the NFL has a three-year rule, right? Okay. You got to be out of high school three years. So, the XFL could be yeah, that yeah. second, third year of college. Sound good to me. I but mean, the XFL is talking about lowering the standards if, right. at the age. Big Three just did it. Okay. Big Three just lowered it because the Big Three sees the writing on the wall. We could get a Wiseman from Memphis uh-huh. for one year before he goes to the NBA. We can get him one year. Big Three could have a hell of a product for one year. Yeah, Just like XFL could have a hell of a product for one or two years. Why not though? They could be real, real deal feeder system. Mm-hmm. But NCAA is gonna fucking take a huge <laughs> hit. I'm just saying. Think about it. I don't know. Uh, you know, the XFL and the you know could be an amateur league. I mean, um, I and mean, it could be Division One if this shit continues. Especially um, if you got coaches. That's I mean, now you got coaches that's been in the league already. Yeah. So you got quality of of coaches yeah. teaching you some shit for yeah. the next level. That'd yeah. be that'd be decent. Yeah, I just don't know, man. If the grass is always greener, I guess that's my point. The grass ain't always greener. Um, you know, everybody wants to wish in one hand, shit in the other one, see what fills up first. But shit, the truth of the matter is, you know, I don't think any of these cats have any real fucking grit. I think they all think, like we said, they instant gratification. These cats are leaving. I mean, earn your keep, man. Earn your two and a half million dollars for three years and build a program. Let's let's get it going. Mm-hmm. Because if everybody did that, then the new coach that would come in hopefully would be a coach on the rise that left, let's say, an FCS school to come take over Colorado because you just did a hell of a job at Colorado for three years. You created a culture. Now that culture is a winner in the Pac-12. You got the big-time job at Michigan State. Okay, after three years, you earned your money. You won at Colorado. You created this great environment. You packed the stadium out. You won three bowl games. That's, to me, success. Now you deserve the Move Michigan State job. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You went five and fucking seven. Yeah. Like in year one <laughs> and got a, high, a pay raise. Like where do you get that at in the world? Yeah, that don't make sense. You dropped the burger flipping it at Burger King and now you're the manager at McDonald's? Yeah. No, you got fired and had to go digress in order to back to progress, right? You got to go back a few steps. Mm-hmm. Shit, Mel Tucker, you lost. You should have been at fucking Juco. Yeah. Shit, that's how I see it. That's how the real world operates, but it don't operate that way with these good old boys. They see that shit and that shit. Okay, we'll see it. I don't know what they saw because he played for Nick Saban or he coached with Nick Saban. I mm. guess Nick Saban wrote him a letter. Yeah, Fuck, see. boom. You know, uh, <laughs> shit. It's all who you know. It ain't what you know. Yeah, That's the business we're in. But uh, I don't know, man. I think, uh, you know, three years, you show your success. A new coach comes in who's a great, uh, damn. A new coach comes in who's already an established, let's say, lower-level coach, mm-hmm. and he's at, say, Arkansas State. There's a great coach there, Blake Anderson. His wife passed away from cancer this year. One oh. of my kids plays there. and uh, Sorry to hear that one. Yeah, and he's a great coach. He got, like, um, like you know, uh, humanitarian coach of the year or some award at the, at the, at the convention we were at okay. um, in Nashville. But, you know, think about it. Like, he's a guy to replace Mel Tucker now. And now there's a culture. Now there's now the kids are being coached up for at least three years by one person, one mentality, one ideology, one philosophy. Then you leave after on year four when your kids are going to be a senior. I mean, at least you gave them the three years that you told the parents you're going to give. You're going to at least be there. You know, right? You know, I, my number one thing. I'd have parents ask me all the time, Coach, you're big. You you know your name's too big now and. And you're winning, and now are you going to stay? That's what they were asking me at Independence and when I went into a home. Okay. I straight tell them, listen, 
if USC gave offered me a job tomorrow, I'm not promising you that I'm going to take it. Right. Right. Let's be real. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> but I am telling you that I'm not shopping the job that I'm on currently. Right. And that's the number one knock I have on a lot of coaches. A lot of coaches shop the job. And I used to, I heard, I sat down with Urban Meyer years ago when he was recruiting Juco for me. And he said, man, I have a pet peeve when my assistants shop the job that they're currently on. Like work the job you have and that'll allow you to get an interview for the job that you want. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's how I've been my whole life. Like, why fucking quit shopping job? You're not you're, you're half assing my shit, right? To try yeah. to get a better job, but you don't even know how to do this yet. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Like instant gratification, though. These motherfuckers, man, do this one at a hundred percent and yeah, show some good shit, man. To move to the next level. Yeah, it's too fast, man. Instant Social media, Twitter, <laughs> everything has to happen. My buddy just got on at fucking boom, Vanderbilt boom. now. Oh, shit, I'm at I'm at Valparaiso. I gotta get. I gotta do something. So. I mean, half-ass this and work on my resume for this. Before, right, right. Fuck are you? you? That means you just fuck these kids that are here in my program, in my yeah. belief. But, you know, this is how it is. But I hired you, remember. I right. fucking hired you, motherfucker. You wouldn't even have a shot at getting that. Okay, right. You was in Pop Warner. Or you was a coach in high school. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's fucked up in many ways. I just don't think there's a real, unless the administration, presidents, boosters get involved and say, listen. We, we're tired of recycling the same fuckers. Them motherfuckers just fucking shit up, too. See, I think if the co- I know, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. think if the coaches showed some loyalty and and really stuck it out and said, I'm going to build this program with this class. Right. I'm recruiting this class here. I'm going to build this place. And, like, what kids talk? Let's, let's just say, what's stopping Colorado players that Mel Tucker just signed from tweeting Michigan State players saying, this motherfucker promised me the same shit he promised you. Right. Nah, Don't I mean, be surprised because what levels leave in Michigan State? Where can you go from Michigan State? League. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. now, a job opens up and they call Mel Tucker. You don't think he's going to the NFL and leaving these cats in June? Man. Just think about it. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, dog. It's an instant gratification world. It's a what have you done for me lately job world or world we're in. And I just think that. There's a lot of fucked up shit in place. I think it takes it's gonna take a hard nosed commissioner, president, CEO, what have you, what business you're in, um, to really stand to make a stance. And I think it's gonna take coaches got to be better, in my opinion, too. And I think if they say okay, but there's a flip side is we can't be loyal, JB. We can't stay three years because we're gonna get fired anyway. So we're gonna take the best thing coming. Damn. So we get offered a job, we're out because there's no guarantee that Colorado kept Mel Tucker. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a it's well, a catch twenty two. You gotta be should be able to get locked in. Everybody should have a five year They get a contract. They get contracts, but they yeah. just pay them out. Yeah. So they I fire see. you but pay you out. Yeah. I like see. they, yeah. they paid Willie Taggart seventeen million dollars to leave. Damn. Like, think about it. Like I heard stories that Florida State had to go out and fundraise and find the seventeen million to pay them off. Right, <laughs> and they they hired they 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 had some big boosters to say, hey, let's just pay them off. Okay, yeah. And so, in other words, they're not really giving a fuck about. I mean, pretty much not giving a fuck about the kids. Hell no. It's all money moves uh, yeah, and how they feeling. The, the kids yeah. they got really shit to do with. Which to me just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. The kids fill the seats. They mm-hmm. fucking sell the jerseys. You watch the product on the field. Yet they're the ones pissed on and shit on, and it's like crazy to me. Like, and 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 it starts at the upper tier, president and AD, and they allow it. Like, let's go get a guy that went five and seven. What tells me he can win at Michigan State? What told me? Like, <laughs> show me his head coaching record. It wasn't a record. What? Sh- yeah. Why is he the guy? Right. Because he was a GA here under Nick Saban. 20 yeah. years ago? Yeah, let's tell, yeah, let's just be like, real about it. Like, that's real what it is? Like, god damn. So, kids, we're not, we not trying to get you the best coach. We just, we know this dude. And, uh, and it ain't even the best coach on X's and O's. It ain't the best coach. The best coaches are the ones that get the kids to buy in and run through a wall for them, in my opinion. I don't okay. give a fuck what they say. They promise the kid in the fucking room and the house with their parents that I'm going to take care of your kid, I'm going to graduate him, or what have you. Mm-hmm. And that ain't happening because they're leaving. So they're all fucking lying. I mean, that's just one thing I just have integrity about. I can't ain't gonna lie about to a kid that I'm gonna shake. So I don't know. It is what it is. But 
Um, we'll be back to you guys on Friday, man. It's episode 30. Um, you know, Greener Pastures is the name of this one. So hopefully uh, you guys figure out how to, uh, you know, get a career going and not just a job. And, and are you happy at that job or career um, at the same time? And are you looking to get another job or career? While you're working that one, mm-hmm. grass ain't always greener. But I'm just a slapdick man with a with a bone stuck up my dog's ass. So, <laughs> hey, as uh, as as always, episode thirty came and went, and uh, we'll be at thirty one on Friday. And like I said, uh, pretty soon we're adding in callers, and we'll have a few. We'll get back to having a few guests on as we get this thing growing. I appreciate the fan support. We're getting this thing growing. We're getting thousands of listeners every show. And uh, last month we we topped our month prior, so it's growing a little bit. And we'll get back to the video segments of it once we get our camera situation right. And we're gonna move rooms and and make and grow this thing. So stay tuned, keep watching, uh, listening to the Slapdick Pod, and uh, for Spreewell Inc. Follow us on our YouTube channel and uh, follow our social media, CoachJBStore.com. Get some gear and uh, the real CoachJBs.com. Uh, follow me as I start my coaching clinic tour, national tour this week. And I'll be leaving and uh, coming back on the weekends. And uh, I'll be traveling uh, to do a few schools. I'm going to Texas here shortly and then uh, clinic a couple schools there. I'm headed up north in California. And uh, if you guys want to book me, hit me up, coachjb12gmail.com and uh, at Gmail and uh, Email me, and I'll get you the details. For the real coach, J.B. is free. Holla at you on Friday. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance for you. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Let's find a guy, man. I'm just telling you.